everybody. Thanks for listening to 90s Now. We're going to be talking about the cool cats that have gone into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. And Lauren Hill teaches us an important skill set, learning how to tell time. And uh, I'll be mad at my parents. You better be listening. You didn't buy me the right 90s toys, and I'm mad. <laughs> Enjoy the show, everyone. 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland. Hey, everybody. I'm Sharon. Right over there, Kelly. Hello. <laughs> In the witness protection program, uh, and, <laughs> and that laughing at my jokes, thank you very much, is uh, Adam. Welcome Hi, to Nineties Now. <laughs> We've got some uh, fun stuff to get to, some heavy stuff to get to, and some light stuff to get to, <laughs> and all in one, actually. Lauren Hill <laughs> is all of those things. <laughs> heavy with the beats and late most of the time. She will defend her tardiness, and we'll talk about that. Also heavy a little bit. Nick Carter's going to open up uh, or is opening up rather about his grief uh, after the loss of his brother Aaron and how he's processing through that. We're going to uh, get knocked down in the best possible way by Kelly's trivia and boosted right back up in the best possible way with a 90s rewind. Now, just the other night, you guys, we know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions happened. Uh, we won't see them until the very first day of 2024. They streamed on uh, Disney Plus for, what was it, seven and a half hours, Kel? It was wow. a, a short period no, of time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. It was the... For me, though, I thought it was going to be super long, and that's why I didn't watch the streaming, and I wanted, I guess, to watch um, the finished product as much as possible. I'm mm. precious that way. So uh, <laughs> I will look forward to the full um, slick version of what happened. But ultimately, what we have is a, um, a checklist of some of the best moments of the night, and I think that uh, we've, we've got a lot to look forward to for when the show is um, comes our way now. Uh, where do we start? George Michael? How about there? <laughs> Love George. Love George. <laughs> yeah, George Michael, uh, the late, great George Michael. Um, and uh, Andrew Ridgely was the one who inducted him, introducing him to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There were performances um, by Adam Levine, by Miguel, and by uh, Carrie Underwood, who I didn't know until my conversation with Kelly just a little while ago uh, is a self-proclaimed fangirl of George Michael. So yeah. she was thrilled to be able to perform. Yeah. She actually said in the, uh, she actually said in her, cause she posted an Instagram, um, uh, you know, about it, about doing the, the tribute. And uh, she said that she was only sad. She couldn't sing with him that she never got the opportunity oh, yeah. and it's funny because when she said that obviously like she's carrie underwood but then i had my resurface feelings of like i'm sad i never got to interview him so. yeah oh. <laughs> so but uh no she's like and she said that she was fangirling over andrew originally backstage which i think is like amazing that carrie mm -hmm. underwood fangirling over um andrew originally andrew originally we saw in the wham documentary uh looks Amazing. Yes. Did, was he? Do we see him? In, in, from, now I might be confusing the documentary with uh, press that they had done yeah, he did about a bunch the dog. Yeah. So it might be that he just looks really good. He looks healthy. He looks like the perfectly aged version of the young man he was that got to have fun and wham with mm -hmm. his best friend. Yeah, and he seems very um, relaxed and. Like and 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 knowing who he is, and because I I I'm always I um I always have a lot of respect for him because any interviews he's usually asked to do, it's like 
George this, George that. What was George like? Yeah. And I'm sure that that, like, but he handles it so eloquently. And obviously he had to prepare himself for that with that doc that was released about Wham, knowing that that would be a, a huge tone of conversation um, mm-hmm. throughout any interview that he did. But I just find he always handles it very eloquently, knowing that, like, George, clearly the focus, even though he had such an important role in making Wham what it is, because George needed Andrew to to come out of himself, like to, yeah. to you know, take off that shell and be um, at ease with being a performer and, and handling the fame that came along with it. Yep. Agreed. Um, elsewhere on the list of people that were inducted into the Rock Hall, um, we got to see or... We will get to see, I suppose, that Brandy <laughs> Carlisle uh, is human, um, and she was not there to induct Cheryl Crow. So it was Laura Dern that introduced her to the Rock Hall, calling her a badass goddess, <laughs> which she was. Yeah, Cheryl Crow's so chill. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see, did you see her then... cutesy little her cutesy little sons on the red carpet? No. Oh. So and I say little, but they're like sixteen and thirteen. But they were, <laughs> <laughs> but they were because you never see them, right? She keeps them out of the spotlight, which is yeah. great and fair and all that. But like her sixteen-year-old turning into like a little cutie, and like they were both dressed with like white dress shirts and little um, sport coats, and like Aww. and again I say this, but they're sixteen and thirteen, but like they just they look super cute and they look very happy to be supporting their mother, which is great because usually teenagers want nothing to do with their parents. That's true. So <laughs> Unless they can bring them to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stevie Nicks, a part of the uh, tribute to Cheryl Crow, along with Olivia Rodrigo and mm. Peter Frampton. Hello. Quite the eclectic Talk- mix. Yeah, of supremely talented people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. OG. Come on. Um and the fact that Dave Matthews was there, I think, is uh, makes complete sense. Cheryl Crow also paid tribute to him, which is nice. Uh, Dave Matthews has been a part of uh, Farm Aid with the uh, other OGs for many years now. And uh, so that's why they have a friendship there. Chris Stapleton. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Yeah. Chris Stapleton. Watching him perform, uh, it's like it's a humbling experience. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. Man. And he's so um, chill. Yeah. Like yeah. like he's he's oozing with talent. Yeah. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um also not there. Three quarters of Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Morello was there, accepting uh at least on behalf of himself. I'm not sure where the um the politics of this band that's very politically driven. Um and also driven by rock. <laughs> I'm not sure what their beliefs are when it comes to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in general. Okay. But again, Tom Morello was there and that was nice. Kate Bush in sort of a finally got in um, uh, to the Rock Hall this year also wasn't there. Which yeah, is she too chose bad, not but to go, she... right? She chose not to go. And I thought her, uh, the people that paid tribute to her were interesting. St. Vincent makes sense because she's super cool. And not that Big Boy from Outcast isn't cool, but that was like a, huh? For me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But we'll see. I guess uh, we'll see how that plays out uh, January 1st. The other cool one, Kelly and I have talked about this already, but Queen Latifah introducing Missy Elliott into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was, uh, I think, a, a great way to honor the influence that is also Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Right? Yeah. And on the 50th year of hip hop, which is great. And yeah, like, you know, I'm a massive fan of Queen Latifah. She pivoted her career and went more in acting roles. So I think maybe that's why she hasn't gotten in first or and again, I don't even want to say first because there's so many other amazing MCs that influenced Missy Elliott, you know, like MC Light, Yo-Yo. Um, like the li- there's like even there's like uh, the the list is long, but Missy Elliott, uh, I think, flipped the culture on its head. And so no wonder she she got in there and she totally deserves it. And I love that, like her favorite phrase is always to say, I'm humbly grateful. She says that all the time. <laughs> and I That's just great. wish more people knew that saying that can help you in life, you know, and she's Missy Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that that's one of those things that when you say it, you hear yourself saying it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like a reminder to yourself. Yeah. So you're saying that you are it, but it reminds you to be it. Yeah, exactly. And what was interesting as I, you know, I have to work my Janet angle. Uh, Janet put um, a picture on her Instagram story. And I don't know if you guys know this, but she calls Missy Jack. Like that's she's like, I didn't know that. Yeah, she calls Missy Elliott Jack. So she wrote a message like, Jack, I'm so happy that you were able to get in, blah, blah. And it was so cute because I'm sure that made Missy Elliott's day because she's a huge fan of Miss Janet. So can you imagine that Missy Elliott going, she calls me Jack? Yeah. <laughs> like she must be like, she's got a nickname for me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like her name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, edited, slicked up, packaged doll nice for the new year. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. for Because like, uh, I think we said it was uh, the ceremony itself ran like four hours and something. Like cl- I think close to the four-hour bang mark. But uh, yeah, they're going to edit to a, edit it to a tight three. A tight three hours. That'll be good. Yeah. Where is it going to be broadcasted? ABC. ABC. On, On uh, January 1st or yeah, December January. 31st? No, January 1st. Because Perfect. they figure like... They figured that January 1st, everybody's hung over and just needs to stay on the couch for a few That's hours true. at 8 p.m. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, a, it was a solid choice, a solid choice for that hour. Wow. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Now we've got something to look forward to. And since we've been waiting and waiting to get this in to our show today, yep. let's get to some trivia. Yeah. 90s. Now. Trivia. Bing bong. Um, so last year, last year, last week, I made fun of you for both getting it wrong, but I didn't mean that at one point. So really, yeah. But it's fun when I, I with your your answers. But usually your answers are close, and like you're you're always astute. I'll say that astute. Thank you. Yeah. Um, astute rhymes with cute. Yeah, there we are. Um, <laughs> so we'll start with news and politics to get the hard one out of the way. Um, <laughs> In 1999, East Timor gained independence from which Southeast Asian country? What? (laughs) (laughs) Should I Uh, read it again? Yeah, I think I have an answer, though. Read it again and I'll answer. In the year 1999, (laughs) East Timor gained independence from which Southeast Asian country? Adam. Adam. I'll I'll go with China. Oh, nice guess, but no. Oh. Yeah. I'll go Sharon. Can <laughs> I guess again? No, no. not Adam. Okay. Not before me. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am gonna guess uh uh I don't know. Thailand. Oh yeah, no, no. Um I'm gonna I was gonna s- go for Taiwan. I'm gonna give a... Oh, that's a good guess also. I'm going to give a, a quick hint, even though it doesn't count because you both got it wrong. But um, 
here in Canada, often when we go to like, I think the dollar store and some other places like that, um, uh, we often see products made from this country. China. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said, Kelly. China. Yeah. Made in China. No. No. And also Sharon with Taiwan was close because we get those too, I think, some products. I said Thailand. Oh, Thailand. I said Taiwan. Okay, not Taiwan. So still not Taiwan, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm made over in, this question. Made in. <laughs> I can find this out. Indonesia. Made- there you are. Wow. Good job, Sharon. I Thanks. don't think I've ever seen made in Indonesia on a You've product. never? Do you know what's going to happen in my memory? The what? first part of this exchange, I'm going to forget. And I'm just going to say that I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's how fair. I'm going to retell this story. <laughs> when you retell the story. Ah, I got the answer to trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Geography question. Yeah, but it's funny. Or news it's... or something. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So now hobbies, toys and games, hobbies, toys and games. Um, which bear toy was designed to be drawn on and then washed clean. Sharon? This does not ring a bell. Uh, yeah. Sharon. Adam? Uh, Sharon? Build-A-Bear. Oh, nice guess, but no. Thank you. But along those lines. Do I know any other bear toys? I don't know. Do you? Care Bear. Hmm. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Bear. Hmm. You're going to... I... T- Raggedy Ann Bear. <laughs> Barbie bear. What's uh, what's an uh, what's the English Paddington equivalent? Bear. What's the English equivalent to saying "je donne ma langue au chat"? I give my tongue to the cat. Is there an English equivalent to that? Cat In got order your to tongue. A say... uh, cat got your tongue. Yeah. Really? You can say that. That yeah, means cat. I give up. Uh, please tell me the answer. Yeah. So uh, it, it means cat got your tongue means uh, you're you're like you're, you're, not, you're the... not responding. Yeah. And someone says, "Oh, cat got your tongue." Yeah. Well, a so cat there's... got my tongue. <laughs> I'm going to keep guessing. Uh, G.I. <laughs> Joe Bear. Yeah. Um, is it? Uh, do- doodle Bear. Doodle Bear. Doodle Bear. What is that? <laughs> Never heard of it in my life. Yeah. That's what Adam said when he got Doodle Bear for Christmas. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty epic. Anyways, there you are. Doodle Bear. Yeah. I've never bear. heard of Doodle Bear. This is a setup to fail. That's what it is. Yeah, Kelly's trivia like, set up for failure. <laughs> I would have been the right age in the nineties to get that kind of toy. Yeah, because right? you would have been like five. I would have been four or five. Yeah, exactly. And then you would have said, "What is that?" <laughs> Mum, mama, <laughs> no merci, no doodle bear for you. Pas yeah. doodle bear pour toi. <laughs> By the way, just quickly back to Adam's cat thing. So. Uh, as we know, um, my fiance is uh, Irish of Irish origin, and so there's things like that come out randomly that I've never heard here in Canada. And mm-hmm. there's this thing that they have, uh, like in my view, they the Irish have an obsession with cats because there's like these three <laughs> there's these three say- sayings that they say. Like, let's say you're in a small like room or something, you're like, oh, couldn't swing the cat. Meaning like it's not. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't swing a cat without hitting someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then um, uh, wouldn't fit on the cat. Like, so you couldn't put like a, like a cat in like that sh- like sweater, like it's too small. You know, like a cat wouldn't fit in the sweater. <laughs> and then the other um, explanation is that's cat, which means like. That's, that's cat. That's, that's, co- that's, that's cool. Cat. That's cool. That's what? 
It's cool. Oh. Yeah. Wow, there's a and, lot of pressure and, on the cats. Yes. Yeah, so I looked at Elaine <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with you people? So I'm obsessed wow. with cats. That's cat. Yeah. But I always laugh when her, because when her mother says it, um, because her, her mother's accent is still very pronounced. Irishy? She, she, yeah, Irishy, because she still lives there full time. <laughs> it just sounds so funny. She's like, wouldn't swing the cat. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I don't think you should be swinging cats. So don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, fun. Things oh you learn gosh. when you're hooked up with an Irish person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Kelly. Yeah, because she, like, one last thing. Like, I think I've said this to you before. What's the press, Sharon? What's the press? What's the press? The press, and in, 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 so that's Irish terminology. Like, the press would be like media? No, the cupboard. Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's what I tell Why her. Why is it called that? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But she's like, because sometimes Elaine will still slip and be like, go to the press and get like the cookies or whatever. And I'm like, it's cupboard in Canada. <laughs> it's cupboard. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, <sighs> so uh, let's talk about Lauren Hill. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if we start talking about Lauren Hill now, she won't know. <laughs> yeah. Until. <laughs> until it's too late, because she's usually too late. Yeah. Now, fun fact, we've been talking about Lauren Hill on this podcast for years. <laughs> yeah. Love, love Lauren. Yeah. Now, um, so when it comes to her being late, she has basically said uh, that fans should count themselves lucky that she even shows up. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch the did you watch the video clip, Sharon? I saw it briefly, so I didn't see the whole thing. Oh, but yeah. I, did, I mean, the way it almost like it doesn't sound that bad, but it's the way she's sort of presenting herself. Yeah. Well, because then later, get what she's saying, but I'm, I don't know. Yeah, and like you kind of have to watch the whole clip because it it kind of seems to delve into like deeper issues about I think maybe how she was treated during her heyday kind of thing. Right. So, so definitely watch the whole clip. But yeah, like you said, in the in the in the um, onset of the clip, uh, she comes off as like slightly pompous, you know, but also slightly like off the rails a bit too. Like she's very like angry. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. Like, I'm fine if you have issues, and and you're in the process of figuring your issues out, making life a little bit easier for yourself. But it's not. You know, the fans shouldn't count themselves lucky that she showed up. I mean, the simple transaction of I buy a ticket to your show means that you're going to show up. Yeah. Then I hope that you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I might get a T-shirt. You know, yeah. like that's the simple equation. <laughs> but not but, Kelly. If it's $55, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> but not like, hey, I paid for this ticket. Man, I hope they show up. Yeah. <laughs> like, that the gamble isn't there. The gamble's not supposed to be like yeah. after I spend all the money for yeah. your show. Yeah. So I I get that she might have some, you know, unfinished business with the with maybe the way things were handled, then maybe don't tour until your business is settled. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I don't under I don't know, like I love her so much and that album is so influential and yeah, and like I just I feel like she was very frazzled when she got recorded saying this. Like I feel like she was I don't know what, like just not not in a good space. So I think maybe that's part of it. But yeah, like it's just, it's been too many years that I think she takes for granted her audience and her fans. 
So. That and and I mean, clearly one of the issues is she's tired of singing, singing and celebrating one album. Right. Yeah. Which did she not record anything after that? I thought no, there was I, something. I'm, after I'm that. sure she's done. So I know. Remember, she she started um, doing like the acoustic stuff. Yeah. So I but don't then, know if there was an acoustic album, but I know that everybody was then like, oh yeah, because remember she started doing like alternate versions in acoustic of like the miseducation of Lauren <laughs> Hill. So there was a lot to unpack at that point. So yeah, but like I mean, she never, but but that, but even like if you look at that, like that just shows you like how influential that album is that she can just keep touring yeah. off that album. Well, that's the thing too; she keeps touring off it. So yeah. I like who who's got the problem here? Yeah. Well, she definitely you, seemed um I don't know, like like very frazzled. So I don't know if like she was she came earlier than she shot thought she would even though she was probably 45 minutes late anyways. <laughs> like so she was yeah, right. <laughs> still frazzled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so brother. it's a lot. It is a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Um so uh on we go then. We've given her enough time. She's taken enough of ours. Nick Carter. <laughs> 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 and I love that album. Um, anyways, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. You know what she was miseducated on? How to tell time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Nick Carter is actually doing his work. You know, when you're trying to get through some stuff, you have to do the work to get there. And he's reflecting on the loss of his brother, Aaron Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, Has it been no- a year yet? It's November. been a year. Yeah, November 5th. And he was only 34 years old. He says he's still processing the whole situation and trying to make sense of it because it hasn't made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and that he hopes that one day it might make some sense. But... There's a bunch of stuff with the struggle of uh, substance abuse and mental health issues. Um, yeah, and I think based on what we saw, it looked like he was making strides toward being a bit healthier. I thought we saw that, but I think maybe there was a, a another um, side of damage already being done. I think with um, Aaron, like, him. I think with Aaron, it was a lot of, like, two step forwards, like, three steps. You know what I mean? It was, like, forward, yeah. back, forward, back, forward, back. Like, even I just saw an article since I sent this one to you that um, A.J. McLean said that several years ago, um, Aaron messaged him. Because, obviously, he knew that, you know, uh, A.J. had been in recovery and yep. messaged him and said, can you something, like, to the effect of, can you help me? And A.J. said, if you come to California, I will get you help. And uh, I guess he was living in Florida at the time or whatever, but got himself to California. AJ got him into a rehab. And uh, but then he checked himself out like three days later. So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And it's like you said, a couple steps forward, many more back. Like, you yeah. know, you need the help, but it's when it has its claws in you. It's addiction is a, a tough one, obviously. Yeah. Um, for for Nick Carter though, he's got uh, three kids of his own. Three kids. Mm-hmm. Three kids under ten. Seven, yeah. four, and two. Yeah. One of our colleagues. How old is he? Uh, is he, he must, forty something? He must be put. He must be forty or forty one, right, Sharon? Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, I think so. He is. He was forty three. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because he was a good few years older than his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that his kids are his everything. 
Uh, I've lost everything if I wasn't a Backstreet Boy anymore, if I didn't have the opportunity to still perform for people and entertainment, entertain them. As long as I had my kids and my family, I'd be okay. All the other stuff on the outside doesn't matter to me. And I think that's probably been uh, exemplified from his experiences over the last few years, uh, but certainly something that his brother didn't know how to get his hands on. Yeah. Which is sad, but it's good that he's doing the work and trying to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so that he can be present for his family. Uh, just before you, you go to your uh, rewind, I would say, too, um, just because we're on this topic, uh, by the time our show actually releases, it'll be a full, like a full week since Matthew Perry's funeral. Yes. And I just wanted to say, and I don't know if you guys felt that way, but, like, I, you know, when we got the news that he passed away, like, you know, I cognizantly knew this, that it was he was gone. <laughs> But it was when I saw pictures of his um, – I think I de- – like I was de- in like denial like mm-hmm. for the first time. And it was when I saw his his um, his coffin going into the church like because I saw pictures obviously that were, you know, were posted uh, because of being in media. That's what we see. And yeah. so I just – that was when I'm like, oh, my God, he's really gone. Like mm-hmm. it was like a delayed reaction for me, you know, of like a five, six day thing. And then I think I was also sure. surprised how quickly they had the funeral. Um, not that it's, it, it went quicker than anybody else probably would do it, but I guess like, I just, I guess, I just, I wasn't ready to say goodbye. Like, and it was just, I guess I was hoping like, and, and I don't know that we'll get, um, cause somebody mentioned in an article I was reading, like, maybe they'll have like a celebration of life for his fans. I don't know. I don't know if they'll, if we'll get that, but, and, and we're not, you know, owed that by any stretch, but just seeing him like, cause like, that's what I even said too, like on my show is like, um, like he hadn't even been gone a week, like. And he was buried. You know what I mean? Like he died on the Saturday, but was buried by the Friday. And it's, that's that's common. That's yep. that's. I'm not going to say that's the way to do it, or that's the way it's done, because I think it's different for different faiths and mm-hmm. and things like that. But that's that's not all that quick. Yeah, it feels quick. And I think what happens with us and in our uh, field is that we have to get into a mode where we're able to talk about it. Yeah. Because we're delivering the information and we can't be blubbering fools. Mm-hmm. We can show emotion for sure, but we have to sort of carry on. And I think that sort of uh, puts us in, puts us ahead a bit. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to back it up and realize this is actually happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, yeah, it's sad. I think those are, that's a an obvious trigger to see a, a casket for sure would be. Yeah. Like, oh, it's real. It's happening. Yeah, because I think there was some level in my head that I'm like, maybe he didn't. Like, And not that I actively yeah. sat there <laughs> thinking that. You know what I mean? That's why I think it shocked me that I was sort of like struck when I did see these photos of the, the church service about to start. And I think also seeing like uh, pictures of Jennifer Aniston and like David yeah. Schreiber, like knowing they were going to say goodbye, like that also, I just, I felt for them so much because yeah, it's like losing a brother for sure for them. So I think that little bit of, questioning when that stuff happens i think it's it's a like a defense mechanism mm-hmm. built in it sort of protects you for that moment so that you can think oh and it gives you the chance to sort of think oh no wait it is true so you're sort of yeah taking yourself through it at an easier pace yeah which is and also too like i realize it's absolutely ridiculous i'm even saying this because i'm not even re- you know i don't know this person i'm not related to him like any of that but because i grew up with him like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's why. Uh, and I think, and it's funny because I saw a lot of other people posting too on social media. Like one of my friends that we actually n- used to work with us, 
um, at, at uh, the station. She now works for the New, Jer- New Jersey ne- uh, Jev- uh, Devils. Um, she was in New York, and she actually went and took a picture of the, the facade of the building that they used as the Friends building. Yep. And she said, I had to come here because she's like, that show meant so much to me. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think many people did some version of that if they were anywhere near someplace that would remind them of the show. And I think that's the celebration of life that the fans get. They have his work to go back and watch and Mm -hmm. enjoy. Friends are always going to be there, which is such a great statement. Yep. We're talking about the show, but those friends on on that show will always be there for us. So yeah. What I think is interesting timing at our house, our youngest was with me last week, last couple of weeks, and she's been watching Friends because she's 25. So um, sort of re-watching them. She watched them when she was younger. Now it makes more sense to her, I think, as a a 25-year-old. So it's been on in our house quite a bit. And then we heard that he died. So it was weird timing because it's like, wait... You know, because this is so many years later after the show had ended, Mm -hmm. and now... Yeah, so, yeah, I think that celebration of his life will happen through the fans forever. Yeah, I think so. That's our response. That's what we can give back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, let's put a little bow on it. Yeah, let's do it. And get into a 90s rewind, you guys. Yeah? yeah? You ready, Yeah, Rick? yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go to the uh the end of the decade but kind of the beginning for quite a few artists i think of uh you know i need to know by mark anthony that crossover hit from uh latin chart success that he had uh, a few years there mark anthony was uh large and in charge uh, <laughs> <laughs> and did you know that you only needed a little bit of rita if you were assembling the cocktail that is Mambo Number Five, <laughs> I love that song. A lot of people hate on that song, but I, no, love I like it. it. It's amazing. I like song. it too. Super catchy. As soon as you hear it, you're like, deech, 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 bam, bam, deech, deech. So that's Lou Bega. Uh, we talked about the Mickey Mouse Club's roster of stars. Uh, I think that was last show. Um, and then back around this time in 1999, two of them were sort of beside each other on the charts. Britney. And you drive me crazy, along with Christina Aguilera's uh, Genie in a Bottle. See, that would have marked the start of, uh, of her amazing was that career. Her, was that her first hit? Genie, Genie in, a in a Bottle? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My favorite yeah. song from her, I think, though, is um, like around that time would have been uh, like Come On Over. Oh, great song. Yeah. Coincidentally choreographed by our good friend Tina Landon. Go Tina. Go, go, go Go Tina. Tina. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should show her your shoulder shake and see if she can insert that in some sort of music video. You know, Kelly, when you're talking to Tina next, you tell her, that one's on me. Okay. (laughs) She can have it. (laughs) She wants to fit it in somewhere. She's good. Okay. (laughs) You're welcome, Tina. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, You know what? Also, at the beginning of an incredible recording career, the superstar that would become known quickly by her nickname found her way onto the charts, you guys, with an album whose title described her commute. The loaded question of, how did you get here? (laughs) The answer was on the six. And Waiting for Tonight made J-Lo a next-level star. 
Wow. And you know what, you guys? If you wanted a clear example of just how good Lisa Left Eye Lopez was with her rhymes, then go back and listen to You Know What's Up by oh. Donnell Jones. All right. Okay, and I'll leave it at that because that is your 90s rewind. Nice. Thank you. Did you guys do Thank your you. homework? I know, although Adam, I think, already knew the song, but did you listen to Dochi that I told you last I totally week, totally forgot. What it is. That's the song you need to listen to. Dochi. What it is. And I actually did check when I was at the station. Uh, it is D-O-E-C-H-I-I. Yep. I just had to go on TikTok once every night to hear that song over and over again. Yep. <laughs> also, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to a Canadian artist who is 20 years old. I interviewed her for the first time when it was pandemic and she was 16 in her bedroom in Calgary. Her name wow. is Tate McRae. And she is doing absolutely amazing with a song called Greedy. And she's in the top 40. And not only that, she's in the top 20. And it's her first time being in the top, uh, like top 40 and now top 20. So I'm super happy. And if you haven't heard that song, you have to check it out. She's absolutely amazing. And she's also BFFs with Olivia Rodrigo, which is super cute because they are um, both around the same age. And like, obviously, Olivia Rodrigo is like a massive artist. And it's great to see uh, Tate like right on her heels. What did uh, you call her, Kelly? Tate. Okay. Sounded like something else on my end. I hope not. Do you think I need to edit this show? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to edit more show. Um, Can I just say, I was not a huge fan of Tate McRae when we know we first started to hear about her and playing her songs. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, she's she's growing on me a lot. Yeah. Like, she's awesomely cool, and her songs are really, really great. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Let's oh, and I, sh- I should mention just a quick plug. If you would like to see an interview, a recent interview with Tate McRae, you can uh, watch this channel because it's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kelly Alexander Show. And uh, yeah, she's just got a great spirit and she talks about her friendship uh, with Olivia Rodrigo. And, uh, and it's great to know that these two young artists have each other in L.A. because I think I think L.A. is like, uh, you know, it's it, it can be challenging for young artists coming up. So I'm glad they have each, have each other. Awesome. I've let, I've put both into my uh, liked list, so I have them ready to listen to. Very Kel. nice. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, and thanks, you guys, for a good chat. Appreciate that. Thanks yeah. to thanks to everybody who has uh, found us and brought us with them on whatever it is that they're doing. We appreciate the take along. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Nineties Now. Still happening. <laughs>